everyone. Hi. All you everyone's out there. Hey, Sid, how's it going? It's going well. I have two friends, two new friends who are like, yeah, we'll listen. Well, (gasps) one of them said they listened. The other, he'll listen. He'll be forced to. It's fine. Will they still be your friends after they listen? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Stacy wouldn't do me dirty like that. Pretty sure. Yeah. (laughs) I hear my children upstairs. Yeah, you look like you're in a horror film. Your eyes are just shifting. It's kind of like being in a horror film. Uh, Do they know where you're at? I mean, I went downstairs in front of them. However, they are so distracted half the time that I don't know that they know I'm in the basement. Okay. But we might hear, Mom! Mom! Yes, uh, because bedtime is happening right now, and Mm. that's always an intense time in our lives. It sneaks up on them every time. It true. I have actually said the words, we do the same thing every night. Why? Why is this a surprise? Why do we fight? Uh, One of my friends is a dad to youths and we game together like a big group of us will game together and we'll have headphones on and he always will have to be like around this time we'll be have to be like sorry guys I have to mute it's bedtime again who could have seen this happening uh because you can hear his usually it's his son in the background who's like I don't want to or like I'm not brushing my teeth and uh truly yeah no it surprises him every time it's like who Mm -hmm. could have predicted this they feel so betrayed oh I know Oh, shoot. Hold on. I have to stop the recording for a second. I forgot to hit the echo cancellation. You dongle. Let's get started. So you have probably seen the episode title that we will be able to figure out how to do (laughs) at some point in three years when we finally release this. The woman we're talking about today has sold over 100 million records and is the top selling female artist in country music history. Her album, Come On Over, is the sixth largest selling album in the United States of all time, and she's had 16 top 10 hits. Her albums have also hit multi-platinum sales in 32 countries, and they have had the honor of playing hundreds of times in our mom's car during our childhood. (laughs) (laughs) We are, of course, talking about the one and only Shania Twain today. Shania. Shania. I'm excited for this one. It was a lot of fun, actually. Well, mostly. There's some darkness, but it was mostly fun. Do you know, Sid, Shania Twain's real name? I know it's not Shania Twain. Um, Is it still Shania? It is not. Okay, I'm going to say it's Michelle Smith. (laughs) I mean, you know, you threw it out there. (laughs) It is not. Yeah. But points for trying. I just picked two names. Thank you. Her real name is Eileen Regina Edwards. Yeah, Shania Twain just sounds better for for an artist. It has a better ring to it. Yeah. So Twain actually comes from her stepfather. Her stepfather was named Jerry Twain, so she took his last name at a young age. She refers to him as her father because her biological dad really wasn't in the picture and Jerry is the one who raised her with her mom. Her record label wanted her to have a stage name. So, you know, she had the twain and then she chose Shania, which actually means I'm on my way. Oh. 
And it is a, so it's a nod to her stepfather's heritage. And he was an Ojibwe. So she's from Canada. And I guess there's an Ojibwe tribal population in Canada. And her father was uh, part of that. So that's where Shania Twain comes from. What was her first album called? Mm, I, you're looking at the ceiling again. It was freaking me out. Yeah, their footsteps. Um, I feel oh, this is so annoying because I, I remember, was it titled after the music video you sent me? I feel like they mentioned it too, and I just can't remember. No, unless I messed up my research, which is a possibility. Mm, okay, what is it? Uh, it was a trick question. It's self-titled, so it was called Shania Twain. <laughs> oh, biscuits. <laughs> Those are my trivia questions. I only had two. And I got both wrong. It's okay. So, Shania was born on August 28th, 1965 in Windsor, Ontario, Canada. When her family moved north to Timmins, Ontario, she started performing in clubs at the age of eight to help supplement her parents' irregular income. Just an eight-year-old performing in clubs for money. That makes me really sad. I know. You're going to get more sad, so Mm. hang in there. She's older than mom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, she is. Is she? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because mom's uh, birthday was the password for parental control. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it. No. On the air. <laughs> On the air. No, just that she's older than mom, and that's how I got through parental control. Anyway, sorry. Carry on. So when we were all listening to Shania Twain, mom was around her age. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. Uh, She also sang with a top 40 cover band called Longshot in high school. Now, if you're like me, you're saying, what's a top 40 band? Yes. Does it mean that they cover top 40 hits? Yeah, pretty much. So they're also sometimes called dance bands or variety bands. So you'd have them perform at like a wedding or a party or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. She had a very difficult upbringing that had a lot of physical violence She actually witnessed her stepfather, I guess, slash father, slam her mother's head against the base of their toilet and then repeatedly dunk her head in the toilet water until Shania literally thought that her mom had died. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that was not the only violent act she witnessed, but it is one that she goes into detail in her memoir. It's interesting that well, I guess when you're a kid, you don't really get to choose if you probably take your step-parents' last name. But it does seem interesting that her stage name, because she would have control over that, you would think when she's older coming up with it. It's it's really interesting, though, that she would have parts of him tied to that. Not a judgment on her, just like it's just... No, I completely agree. Interesting. It's not what I would have expected. I was very surprised about how she speaks about both her parents in her book and just in interviews in general. I mean, although she does go into detail about the violence she witnessed and that her parents by no means were perfect people, she is very kind still in speaking about them and still refers to him as her father. And like you said, it's no judgment on her, but I found it very strange as well that she does have all these ties to him still. She genuinely just seems like a really good person. (laughs) Yeah. She's forgiven her parents and she's kind of unreal. I think she's just that good of a person. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I feel like it either says she's processed her trauma or the complete opposite. True. But I 
I'm not going to try and like diagnose her or anything like that. I think that hopefully if she's been able to forgive them and from what I know now about him, particularly him, hopefully that's been mostly just like helpful for her. I hope so. I'm not going to go into a whole lot of the physical violence. She writes about it in her memoir. So if you're really interested in knowing all about her childhood, I mean, she writes a lot about it in there and it's going to be much more in depth than what I'm going into. That was obviously not the only act of violence she saw. There was a lot of domestic violence going on throughout her childhood with her parents, her father, and I'm going to keep calling him that because that is what she calls him. Mm -hmm. And otherwise it's just confusing. When she got older, would also come into the room that she shared with her siblings at night and whisper terrible things to her when he thought she was sleeping. And she also was fondled slash groped by him when he thought she was taking a nap. So molested. Yes. And it didn't happen until like after she went through puberty. So it's a very very strange situation. Again, not really going to get into it because I don't want to focus all of our Shania episode on that. But suffice to say, she had a very rough upbringing Mm -hmm. and she's been through a lot and really seems to have come out of it very well adjusted. There was also a story she told about she was late coming back from school or something one day and her mom just like beat her with an extension cord. So it's not like her dad was also the only one doling out the violence. It just seemed like her parents were just super unstable people. Heartbreak number two, she talked about when she was a kid, she would play with blades of grass like they were dolls. Oh God. I know. And she talks about, you know, they had different personalities. And I think she only told her sister once and told her she had to keep it a secret because she was so embarrassed by it. But they were very poor when she was growing up. So she didn't really have the money for toys. I mean, they barely had enough money for Mm -hmm. food a lot of the time. So yeah, she would play with blades of grass instead. Is that not one of the saddest things you've ever heard? I feel like physically ill already. It'll get lighter. This is early life. It will get better. But yeah, when I first started that memoir, I was like, I don't know. I listen to true crime But for whatever reason, maybe because I wasn't expecting it to be so dark, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get through this. I think because we both listen to a lot of true crime and stuff. And I I think one of the things is this kind of feels horrible to say, but I think it's humanizing the victim. And like Mm -hmm. we already had not like, oh, we're friends with Shania Twain, but like we have listened to her music. We know who she is outside of all these things. And then to find out all of this horrible stuff, it's just a different way to, I guess, relate. Yeah. I'm just really sad now. No, I think, I know I was too. I am. But no, I think you're right. I think because we sort of had that connection with her, you know, I'm like, oh, great. I'm going to, you know, listen to her memoir. And yeah, it was a bit different than I expected, but that's, that's okay. We're going to make it through. She's awesome. That's all we need to know. Heartbreak number three, though. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Okay. When Shania was 22 years old, so this would have been in 1987, She lost both of those parents in a car crash. Now, I had mixed feelings about this for obvious reasons. Yeah, no, I'm I'm trying to hold my tongue on a lot of this stuff because 
I, I'm realizing that if it were just you and I talking and we weren't planning on releasing this to, you know, I mean, maybe like six plus people, I would have, I would probably be saying different things, but on the off chance that more than six people listen, I'm just trying to be careful with my words. And so I think my comment is going to be, I remember you sent me some things to watch before this episode and she talked about how difficult that was. And so I feel bad for her. Yes, I think that's a very safe thing to say. And I totally get what you're feeling, too, because quite honestly, I have no time for her parents. Again, she is very gracious and forgiving when she speaks about them. Uh, And obviously, this would have still been a hard time for her. I mean, yeah regardless of all of their faults and their violence, those were still the people that raised you and now they're gone. So I can't imagine what that must have felt like. And I'm sure that was very disruptive to her life. I, yeah, she just, she went through a lot in her young life. Yeah. And I think losing people when you've had a very, we'll say complicated relationship with them, I'm sure that also adds on different traumas and aspects to deal with uh could we pause quick i'm going to get some wine because this is sad it really doesn't get much worse but yes okay i'll be real quick All right, Sid has her coping wine. <laughs> and a peep J. Oh, Uncrustables. No. <laughs> They're delicious. No. Don't worry. I'll mute. Okay. All right. We're almost through probably the worst of it-ish. So here we go. She's just lost her parents in a car crash. She was actually at the time in Toronto to study computer programming as a backup plan to music because she's a freaking smart ass lady. Like she is such a hard worker. And yes, most of this episode, I'm going to be talking about how much I love Shania. I won't apologize for it and I won't hear anything about it. Her sister was the one who had to call her and tell her what happened. And three of her four siblings were still minors. So she moved back to take care of them when no other family members could. So sorry, that was a bad point to take a bite of my peep J. Yes, it was. (laughs) Yeah, you said it was done being sad, so I'm glad I got the wine. (laughs) She released her first self-titled album on April 20th. (gasps) Oh, that's so funny. That's today. You sound. (laughs) Stop it. Uh, In 1993. Sorry. So this was six years after her parents' deaths. Her first music video was for What Made You Say That. That's the one that I sent to you. It was released in 1993. So you watched that, yes? It's very 90s. Yeah, it's it's so 90s and the text coming up on screen of like yes. what made... I, I really, really love old music videos because they look like something I could have made like 10 years ago and it just, I don't know, it's it's kind of adorable. Now, do you remember off the top of your head kind of like what she was wearing in that? Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's like a, a for the listeners, it was like a crop black top and like long black pants. Yeah. Yes. And then I f- 
Wh- wasn't there some denim on denim? I believe, I believe there was. Yes. Mm-hmm. So CMT actually refused to air the music video at first because it was too risque because she was showing her midriff. Okay. I, I remember <laughs> hearing something about how when she got started, they were like, this sex appeal is just way too much. This is insane. You have a belly button. Yes. No, she received a lot of heat for all of that. And she's literally like, it was a music video. It was supposed to be on the beach. What was I supposed to be wearing? Yeah, she could have worn less. Truly. The the dude with her was wearing less. This is true. He was shirtless, wasn't he? Or at least he had his shirt unbuttoned. Yeah. And I just, it just keeps reinforcing how gay I am because seeing her <laughs> touch his chest and like, his man nipple made me deeply uncomfortable and I'm like Ugh, who wants that button up yeah I I will be honest uh I was only looking at her in that video and I am straight yeah <laughs> no she I is mean amazing yeah no I I kind of uh I credit her and Liv Tyler from in Lord of the Rings for the reason I'm gay that's fair Liv Tyler is right. gorgeous too mm-hmm She's a beautiful mm-hmm. creature. But yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I suppose I can kind of understand why they were like, whoa, whoa, Shania, your sex appeal. <laughs> we've never seen anything <laughs> like it. We've never. We've <laughs> never seen a woman's belly button before, Shania. Not a belly button as fabulous as yours. <laughs> Look at it. So round. <laughs> uh, Sean Penn makes an appearance in this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good at segues. Uh, so after this, Sean Penn, you know, the actor, actually yeah. tracked her down and wanted to direct another music video for her. That? Just like randomly. Shania's next music video for the song Dance with the One That Brought You was actually filmed by Sean Penn in 1993. Uh, she still to this day has no idea how he heard about her. But he did, and he directed it. You'll notice, actually, I don't think I sent that one to you. You did not. Her earlier songs have definitely a very country feel. And that was her mm-hmm. record label's decision. They really wanted her to be very much a country artist. She didn't have a whole lot of control over the song lyrics or the types of songs or the feel of them. So you can tell like a big difference with those early songs to like her really big hits that we'll talk about later. The, I said the album only sold 100,000 copies, but I don't know what album I'm speaking of. So anyway, Mm. an album, I believe her (laughs) self-titled one. Oh, it's her self-titled album. We're still talking about that. It only sold 100,000 copies, which again, as a normal person, I'm like, that's a lot of copies of something. So I think that's great. Apparently in the music biz, it's kind of like me. It did get the attention of a producer named Robert John or Mutt Lang. <laughs> what? Shout out to mom. What? Yeah, he went by Mutt. That was his nickname. M-U-T-T. <laughs> Mutt. Uh, so it got his attention. He reached out to her on the phone and they started bonding over music and songwriting. So Mutt was actually born in South Africa, and he already had a Mutt. successful career. Previously, he had produced for and worked with ACDC and Def Leppard. He went on to work with a lot of others, but I didn't write them down because this isn't about him. Yeah. So they started their relationship just on the phone, 
finally met in person after talking on the phone for quite some time. He helped produce her next record and Shania and Mutt got married in December of 1993. So 1993 was a big year for her. Yeah, that's wild. I was one. You were what, 70? Shut up. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) 70 and a half. Seventy and a half. No, you would have had to have been like three or four. 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 Mm-hmm. Like an elder. So we were not yet aware of Shania's greatness, but it's it's coming. Don't you worry. Mm-hmm. In soon, my child. Nineteen ninety-five, she released "The Woman in Me," which won her a Grammy Award for Country Album of the <gasps> Year. So this one had some of our favorites. Mm-hmm. It had "No One Needs to Know." Mm-hmm. Whose bed have your boots been under? Whoa. And any man of mine. So those are the three that I was like, those ones I know that we listen to. The rest I wasn't super familiar with. Uh, I also remember being naive enough not to understand what having your boots under somebody else's bed meant at first. It took me a very long time to realize what that song was about. Yeah, there, there's a lot of songs like that. I remember, oh God, I can't remember it, uh, if it was, I don't think it was Shania Twain, but it was maybe John Mellencamp. I think it was John cougar melon camp and mm-hmm. there's a lyric uh that's like something about how you could starve a plow <laughs> and i would just i would just sing that a lot and mom hated it and dad i don't think it's starve a plow it's stop a clock mm, that would make more sense what is starving a plow? <laughs> i don't know i thought maybe in context it made sense let's see starve um, a plow doesn't mean anything <laughs> stop a clock Oh my no, gosh. hold on. I'm going to pee. Hey, artist John Mellencamp, I remember when you could starve a plow, get wrecked. It's in pink houses. <laughs> well, I know you it's in pink stop houses. stop a plow. Okay, stop a plow, not starve a plow. Yeah, look, either way. I thought it was stop a clock. I think, I think that's a thing too, but it's not what he was singing. Okay, well. Either way, I was singing about <laughs> some woman being so hot that a plow was either <laughs> stopping or starving, and mom was like... <laughs> Year seven, stop, and dad found it funny. <laughs> oh, of course he did. There's also, speaking of John Cougar Mellencamp, another, his Jack and Diane song, when he talks about, like, Diane sitting in Jack's lap or whatever, and he's got his hand on her mm-hmm. knee, and they're talking about running away together. And I specifically remember mom being like, if any guy ever asks you to do that or has you sit on his lap, like, you just say no. And I'm like, mom, <laughs> I'm just trying to jam. <laughs> also, what about Santa? <laughs> Santa doesn't count. <laughs> he's not a man. He's a god. He gives you a present. It's fine. <laughs> if men ask for sexual favors and give you gifts, you have to comply. It's fine. Sit on his lap and smile, <laughs> goddammit. And we'll take a picture. We've gone awry. Let's get back to Shanene. So we're in 1997 now. Her album, Come On Over, was another huge success. By 1999, the album had sold more than 10 million copies, so way better than her measly 100,000 copies. This made Shania the best-selling female country musician. Musician. I got really excited. Well, you don't say. And the first female recording artist in any genre. Genre. Jesus age. Do you have wine? (laughs) No, I wish I did. Okay, I'm going to start that sentence over so it's an easy edit. This made Shania the best-selling female country musician and the first female recording artist in any genre to have two consecutive albums top the 10 million mark in copies sold. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I clearly copy and pasted that sentence. Uh, <laughs> so Did you just plagiarize? I might have, but I didn't write the source down, so it's like it was mine. <laughs> no, that's plagiarism. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure it's not. <laughs> okay, so our favorites on this album. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. From this moment on, that don't impress me much. Oh, uh, I mean, oh, yeah. and that became yeah. a number one single. Don't be stupid. Yeah. You're still the one also became a number one single. Come on over. Obviously, album namesake. Honey, I'm home. Love gets me every time. Also a number one single. And then man, I feel like a woman. Oh, which classic. the best number one single. I just remember this being on in the car all the time when we were joyriding with mom, listening to it on repeat before our Ashley Simpson days. What a time. Also, we listened to it a lot camping. Oh, yeah. And I I liked when mom or dad would drive. Well, they each would drive a four-wheeler. This is the hickiest thing. Yes. And then you and I would be behind one of them. And I remember like one of my favorite things to say was either shut up and drive or yes. I would just be like, that don't impress me much. <laughs> it's so good. Just repeat it a lot. They're good lines. Mm-hmm. Love, love it. So that was the Come On Over album. Her Come On Over tour started in 1998, and it was the highest grossing tour in country music history. So she's breaking a lot of records here. Yeah. Probably my favorite part of hearing about her tour and her memoir, which is called, I should, I'll have that in the notes too, but it's called From This Moment On, and it was written in 2011, so it's been a few years since that came out. It's been over a decade. Shush. So she had a German Shepherd during this tour who was like her bodyguard, and his name was Tim. Oh. Tim the German Shepherd, and he would, because her shows would get obviously like very loud, and it wasn't a good place for her dog to be, so he would stay in her trailer, and he would just wait on her bed in the tour bus until she was done with the show every night. And I thought that was very That's sweet. So cute. Yeah, Tim. And I wonder, I didn't look into this, but she's from Timmins. So I almost wonder if that's why she named her dog Tim. Because it's kind of a weird name for a dog. It is adorable, though. It is. Yeah, I would like to think it's that. That's really cute. Let's and we both love German ships. I know. They're so loyal. We're in 2001 now. And Shania and Mutt have a son <laughs> named Asia. I won't stop laughing at Mutt. I just won't. So the family lived in New York together and then actually ended up moving to Switzerland for a while, which is kind of rad. Yeah, they lived in like a little village there and she loved it because it was very small and she kind of got to have peace and quiet. Not a lot of people really knew who she was. And in Switzerland, she hired a woman named Marianne Tiabo as her assistant and the two became very good friends. Go ahead and put a pin in that. Okay. In 2002, she released Up, the album, not the movie about the old guy that floats away in his house. (laughs) So this was really cool. And I actually had this album. The album actually had three versions of all of her songs. And they each CD was color coded. So there was a pop version, which was red, a country version, which was green. And then the other version was in the style of Indian film music. And it was blue. Now, I only remember my set having two versions, so I don't know if that was like by country or something that you got the third version or if I'm just not remembering correctly, but it was kind of the first 
time anybody had done something like that. Uh, and I thought that was just kind of a cool way to release an album. That is really cool. That's kind of like, so Kelsey is into a shit ton of different genres. For instance, like she loves metal and specific subgenres of metal, but then she also likes K-pop. And not like, it's not like any of the big boy bands or anything like that. But what's really difficult is when I've tried to buy her albums from this K-pop band she likes, they do that where they will be like a full release album, but mostly it's like these different versions that have you know almost like songs one through four and then the next one is a different it looks different and it's like songs five through eight and so on so on and it just kind of made me think of that it makes it very hard to shop for k-pop albums though so oh interesting i didn't know they did that yeah i think it's uh, it's something the genre does in general it's not just this k-pop band okay During her next tour, so this was her up tour, and up has an exclamation point on the end, and I felt like you should know that. It ran from 2003 to 2004. During this time, Shania was actually bitten by a tick while horseback riding and got Lyme disease. Ooh. Yeah. So then she started having like blackouts on stage and her voice actually started sounding different. It took seven years for doctors to realize that her voice issues, which there's an actual word for that I am desperately searching for in my notes, but we will apparently talk about (laughs) it later. Anyway, this happened. It took seven years for doctors to realize that because of this, she had like major voice issues and she's actually had to have some surgical procedures since then. It was a really big deal. Well, I remember because you sent me a interview to watch and she was talking about that, which I didn't know that it was, yeah, like you said, like seven to 10 years before she was able to like completely recover and fix her voice. And Lyme disease is terrifying. I don't, we have a great aunt that had it and it also took a really, really long time for it to be diagnosed. Oh, I don't know, but it does terrify me because we have so many ticks where we live. I am terrified of getting Lyme disease. Check your vag when you go outside. I mean, like, not outside. Don't check it outside because then you'll become a predator. But, like, get inside and then check your badge. Good. Uh, If you need other tips, you can listen to Brad Paisley's song, Check You for Ticks. That has some really helpful (laughs) points about (laughs) tick prevention. Uh, We're here to help. Ticks are no joke. They're nasty little buggers and they carry all sorts of disease. But mostly Lyme disease. They're disgusting. Disgusting. They are. So yes, you're right. She pretty much had to step away from singing for several years because it damaged her vocal cords so much, which is super sad because obviously singing was what she loved to do. So she's just, yeah. she's had a rough time of it, but she still seems so positive and warm and kind. It makes me feel like, do we suck, Riley? Yes. Oh, okay. No, I know we do. <laughs> Well, then never mind. I don't have to wonder anymore. No. Just do. No, no. We just do. We just do. Oh, this is fun. In 2005, she became an officer of the Order of Canada in recognition of her contributions to Canadian culture and society. What is the Order of Canada? I hear you ask, and I will tell you. Okay. I was guessing it was like a Harry Potter house for the Canadians. (laughs) I mean, you're not completely wrong. There's no magic involved, though. So it was established in 1967 by Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. It recognizes outstanding achievement, dedication to the community, and service to the nation. It recognizes people in all sectors of Canadian society and the contributions of 
the members are varied, but they have all somehow enriched the lives of others and made a difference to the country. I did more research on this than I probably should have. I got a bit sidetracked, but you get a really pretty medal for being in the order and I like it a lot. So I'm going to describe it to you. Are you, do you want to be Canadian and try and get a medal? Is that what I'm hearing? I do. It's a really beautiful medal. It's a six-point snowflake with a red ring at the center, which has a stylized maple leaf circumscribed, copy-paste, with the motto of the order, which is <clears throat> Desiderantes Meliorum Patrium, which means they desire a better country. And on top of that is the royal crown. And I will send you a picture of it because it's cute. Okay. You've done this since you were a child as you sometimes get like kind of Southern. Yes. No, I did that on purpose. <laughs> did you do it on purpose? Because well, sometimes it's not always on purpose. You're right. It's not always. But this time I promise it was. Okay. Okay. Because you would do that as a kid. You'd have like a random Southern twang. No, you're right. That does still happen sometimes. I'm sending you the medal because you need to see it. Okay. in person. And then we will move on from this bit of it. Uh, but as of 22, just over 2000 Canadians have been appointed as officers. Oh, that doesn't seem like a lot. It really doesn't. So I think that's a pretty big honor. Yeah. But then again, how many Canadians are there? Are there only like mm, 3k? That's a great question. Oh, that's cute. Isn't it cute? It is cute. I want that. I really want those maple leaf cookies. You know, the <gasps> ones that our uncle sometimes sends us or oh, sends me oh yes he likes me more i know what you're talking about walgreens used to have their own maple cookies and they were delicious and they don't make them anymore those filthy whores <laughs> exactly my thoughts exactly that is an appropriate <laughs> we're reaction coming for you walgreens <laughs> you took the cookies away we get shut down by walgreens bring it and bring the cookies <laughs> okay we're gonna get a little sad again Oh, I know. I finished my wine. Well, that's your fault for not pacing yourself. We're in 2008 and Shania's husband files for divorce. Mutt, what have you done? Mutt, well, this is what Mutt did. Oh, no. It later came out that her crap secretary and friend, Marianne Thiebaud, had been having an affair with her husband. Wow. You don't remember hearing about this? No. Oh, Okay. I don't, I don't listen to really any celebrity gossip, so it all is new to me. I mean, true, but this would have been, so 2008 would have been the year after I graduated. And I, I remember just kind of hearing the news from whatever source it would have been at the time. And but, I literally still remember thinking, what kind of idiot would divorce Shania Twain? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like who in their right mind? And you should also look up a picture of Mr. Muttlang as I continue. Oh, I already did. And I was like, buddy, you are out of your league. Oh, he was always out of his league. Like, I don't care that he had like, I think he had like a British accent or something. And that will, that'll elevate someone's hotness. That gives you points. It does. Yeah. Ugh. But it's not everything. But not enough points to come up with whatever is. It looks like he has hair photoshopped onto him. <laughs> the hair is a lot Anyway, they'd been having an affair, and she and Marianne, as I said earlier, had become very close. She had been confiding in Marianne that they had been having some struggles in their marriage, and had even asked Marianne point blank if she thought he was having an affair. 
Marianne got very defensive of him and basically gaslit Shania and was like, well, I mean, he's not the kind of guy who would have an affair. She was just really shady and snaky about it. And I don't like her one bit. No, we are an anti-Marianne podcast now. Always. Fred, I don't know how to say his name because there are like little accents over it. And I believe he's Swiss, Swiss, not Swiss. Uh, (laughs) Marianne's husband, Frederick, but we're going to call him Fred because that's what Shania calls him, was actually the one who discovered that the two were cheating. And he had to tell Shania because they wouldn't tell her. So they're cowards and they suck. Yes. Is wait, is Fred hot? Eh. I uh damn. I wanted him to be super hot and then I wanted Shania and Fred to bang. Hold on. <gasps> yeah, so when things came out, when this affair came out, Marianne was pretty much unapologetic. And when she would run into Shania like in their tiny Swiss town, inevitably, like she would give her dirty looks. She's not a good person. And unfortunately, as of 2023, Mutt and Marianne are still together. Gross. It is gross. But Shania did go on to marry Marianne's ex-husband, Frederic Thiebaud. And he has a daughter the same age as Shania's son. So they're also still together today. Oh, good. And he was like a Nestle executive. So like, that was pretty cool. Evil, but rich. Well, yeah, we don't have time to get into Nestle today. On June 2nd, 2011, she earned a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Okay, he has better hair. He, I mean, he does, but I'm still just like, well, okay. Wait, I might have been looking at the wrong guy when I thought his hair looked photoshopped. Well, Mutt has blonde, crazy curly hair. Mm. Oh. They both have the weird curly hair situation. Yeah, they both look like they have it photoshopped on, but at least Fred's face is better. Yes. And he's probably a better person, and that's what matters. Sorry. Yes, yes, he is. No, I was so happy that they ended up finding each other through it because it was very sweet when she talks about their relationship and how they helped each other through their grief, and it was just very nice, and he seems like a very wonderful guy. Screw you, mutt. Okay, this is where, ah, this is what it's called. So it's called dysphonia is what her vocal cord uh, issue was. Let's see. When did that happen? I don't know. It was like 10, 10, 10 years at least that she had to like stop singing. She had several surgeries and finally her doctor in 2018 implanted like a stabilizer in her throat so that her vocal muscles don't have to work so hard. It did take her a long time to get her voice back to be able to sing again. And even now she can tell it sounds different and you can tell So it would have been maybe in the third or fourth video that I sent you where she had a recent performance at the People's Choice Awards. She did like a medley of all her songs live. And I feel like you can kind of, you can definitely hear a difference, but she still has such a powerful voice. Yeah. And also when you're moving around that much and singing live, it's going to sound different as well. Well, she had like five different outfits on all at once. Like, oh my word. That was such a cool performance. I also like that she changed so the Brad, Brad Pitt, Pitt part. To, yes. to Ryan Reynolds, and he looked so delighted. That was like and the surprised. best part. It was pretty cute. It was. I'm like, that was such a good idea on her part. That was. She's a boss. Like, I, I can't even express how much I love her. She actually had, so after recovering from her dysphonia, she started a residency at Caesar's Palace from 2012 till 2014. Which, again, is amazing. And I don't know why we haven't ever seen her perform. 
What's what's Caesar's Palace? It's in Las Vegas. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just think of pizza and I was like, that can't be right. <laughs> no, not little Caesar's. Caesar's Palace. Shit, I really want some breadsticks. I I'm was sorry, I'm why you look so confused. I'm sorry, I'm all over the place. I have it's just been like a week without my meds. Oh no, so that's just, right. No, it's yeah. o- it's okay. I just thought it explained your face because I'm like, I don't really understand where the confusion is here, but you think she's singing about like hot and ready pizza. <laughs> I would still listen. Oh, I absolutely would. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> okay, so uh, Shania then released her album Now on September 29th, 2017. And this was a whole 15 years after her up album. So it it took her a while to like yeah, make another album and she still did it and I think that's amazing. Uh then her very accurately titled Queen of Me album was just released in February of this year. I love the cover. Yes. I know it's she's such a cool cover. Freaking gorgeous. Yeah, she's hot. She's always been hot very hot. Be hot yeah that leopard outfit the thirst i want to be that for halloween i could not pull it off but i want that no, outfit you you can what it's, it's the nose for me <laughs> it's the nose that ruins it mine not shania's everyone <laughs> Our noses ruin many things, but I, I don't know if it's this camera, but it seems like it makes my nose look smaller from the side. And I like that. <gasps> Oop, not mine. <laughs> that was a mistake. <laughs> don't try this at home. I remember that and um, the top hat. I'm spacing on the song, but the top hat music. Those are the two I remember. That was a man. I feel like a woman music video. <sighs> yeah, I think I sung one of them in kindergarten or first grade in music class <gasps> and cried a little bit because I have performance anxiety she did too but when I, she was I younger think I sung any man of mine well she's stronger than me because I still panic and tinkle <laughs> well we don't know that she doesn't tinkle just because she hasn't mentioned it <laughs> thank she you might. it's empowering I should have sent you the man it feels like a woman video too but I felt like I was bombarding you but yeah her outfit in that Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it. It's hot, yeah. It's incredible, and she has that little veil, like you see ladies wear at like a funeral. That's you can kind of see through, and it just goes right here. Should I wait? Should I wear that outfit for my wedding next year? Yes. And then you can show up as my matron because you're married and old. You can show up as my matron of honor and the leopard. Okay, are we talking about having a Shania themed wedding right now? Because I'm in. I feel like... Don't ask Kelsey. Just do it. <laughs> no, no, no. Kelsey does not like country music out of all the genres. She likes like everything but country music. I feel like, though, does her opinion matter in this? It's not that her opinion doesn't matter. It's just that our opinions matter more. Yes, yes. And like, okay, so like... Is she paying for most things because she makes more money than me? Yes, but, but I have been Googling the things and finding them for her to pay for. So it's like, really, who's doing the heavy lifting? It's a partnership. And also money isn't everything. So, you know, don't let money make you greedy. Yeah, exactly. Kelsey, Christ, get it in check. (laughs) 
Shania themed. Also, I would argue that yes, some of Shania's music is very country-esque. She's won a lot of country awards, but even she doesn't necessarily classify her music as country. You're right. In fact, she considered herself or wanted to be more of a pop artist when originally her record label was very much like, no, you need to be country. Stop being so close-minded, Kelsey. Yeah. She is like genre-less. I don't know how you even classify her. She did it before Taylor Swift. Don't you ever, (laughs) and I mean ever, compare Shania to Taylor Swift again. Do you, no, look at me in my eyes. Do you understand me right now? I do. Your anger. Violently angry. (laughs) Your anger at Taylor Swift is, it's so overpowering and there's really no reason for it. It's so overpowering that it has become one of your personality traits. You're not wrong. And it doesn't make sense, but it's real. It's pure. And I'm sorry, I just disrespected you on your own episode. I don't know if I can do this anymore. Well, that's okay, because I don't think I'll ever finish editing that first episode. (laughs) That's okay, because this has just been a hobby anyway. (laughs) Well, I just keep thinking, I'm like, can I just pay somebody to finish the first one? Because I don't like working on the first one. It's just so bad. And then I can do the others that I've done, which is one other. The first one is a bitch because I was like, you know what? Maybe once I get my other ones done, I can just get that one done too. But like you were saying, with all of the like clips that were inserted in the midst of it, I was like, yeah, I I can't do this. No, it's just, it's just a nightmare. It's bad, but it's your nightmare and you can do it. Tuna, will you help us just like real quick? Just this once. <laughs> I'm just like, hey, I just, I just need a little help with editing. And then I gave him the two and a half hours. And I'm like, okay, bye. It's just two and a half hours. It's just it's a little bit of editing. Listen, also, could you take out every time we say, um. Well, yeah, that's not negotiable. Because we just sound like idiots. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll give you an uncrustable. I only have two left, Riley. Well, you're, you know what? Sacrifices <laughs> need to be made. If you want God this edited... You're going to have to give up your Uncrustable. Okay. Text him right now. I'll offer one to start with. I don't see you texting. <laughs> okay, I have like two more things to say, so everybody okay, be okay. quiet. <laughs> so she just released her Queen of Me album. She is currently on her Queen of Me tour, which again, why aren't we seeing her? What? what? You keep talking. I'm going to look up Shanae tours. Okay, you can go. It's on ShaniaTwain.com. Not that she needs me promoting her, but I am going to tell you what her website is. (laughs) She's 57 years old and still a complete badass. And hot. She's touring. And talented. And hot. Are you gay now? For her. That's fair. Absolutely. Thank you. (laughs) Don't question my love for her. This is how it happens. It goes beyond sexuality. Shania's like a gateway. That's like a gateway drug. A gateway drug. Yeah, like I said, it, it was those two Shania music videos, and then it was Liv Tyler and The Lord of the Rings, and I was like, well, here we are. Here's the thing. There are so many shows of what if we did. We absolutely could, but we already went to Denver. Yeah, yeah, no, we did, but... What if we just went somewhere else in like a few months and then we did that? I know. Because like, I don't know that she's going to tour again. Right? 
And now it's like for the pod. <laughs> the people want it. Can we write it off then as research? We actually, okay, if we have an LLC <laughs> and if I think we have to maybe make a little bit of money, but then we could potentially write it off. Okay, so if our six listeners could just donate $5 each, so it looks like we're legitimately making money so we can go see Shania Twain in concert, <laughs> we would really appreciate it. I will not buy a pop filter, but I will take your money to go see Shanae. <laughs> I might end up giving you my pop filter because I bought this situation to go over my mic. That seems to be working and well. And if it will... Yeah, if it will achieve what I need it to, then you can just have my pop filter. Yes, hand me down. Since you refuse to buy nylons. Well, I just... Is it because you're gay? I still haven't gotten my car fixed. Oh. No. No, it's that I'm not from the 1950s, and also because I'm gay. I knew it. You gays refusing to buy nylons. It's ruining this country. (laughs) The nylon industry. I had a roommate where whenever she wouldn't understand something, it was with my ex and I, she'd be like, is this a gay thing? (laughs) And she she did it as a joke, though. Like, she wasn't actually homophobic, but it would just be a joke. Yeah, no, it'd just be a joke. Like, we'd be talking, like, a new restaurant had opened in the town we're at, and she had never heard of it. And she's like, what? And I was like, yeah, it's been open for a couple months. And she'd just be like, is this one of your gay things? And it was hilarious. (laughs) It was pretty great. Do you have any other Shanae memories other than her just being like a vital part of our upbringing? And my sexuality. And your your sexual awakening. And apparently yours. And mine. (laughs) My late sexual awakening. (laughs) Like, wait a minute. But actually, no, just I think she absolutely holds up. There's no question about that. Okay, that you have to keep that entire pause in. Holy <laughs> shit, I thought that I dropped the connection because your face didn't even move out of disappointment and judgment. It really wasn't. It's disappointment and judgment with myself because I can't think of a single witty thing to say or a comeback or like anything. So you stop talking and if I don't have another line of this is what I'm supposed to talk about next, I'm just like... <laughs> no, I am struggling too. And I think it's because, I, well, I know what's wrong with me is I am unmedicated. I've also pretty much spent all day today sleeping because I am unmedicated. And then I've had two cheese and lunch meat sandwiches and two Uncrustables and now a mug of wine. That sounds pretty well balanced to me, if I'm being honest. I the mean, there's part. vegetables. There's no, there aren't vegetables. There's fruit. Mm-hmm. There's protein. Mm hmm. Fuck veggies. They're out. Dairy. Yeah, which, you know, we don't really need, but that's okay. Yeah, dairy really I also do think I'm lactose intolerant, but yeah, everything does. You need to get yourself some lactate. Did you see the thing I sent you from Instagram where the guy has a Pez dispenser, empties it, and puts his lactate in it? (laughs) Okay, I did see that. That is a brilliant idea. Genius. Yeah, I'm going to do it. And I would feel a lot cooler than having to take my big old gallon-sized lactate to... When we went to that really cool restaurant, when we went to the Brutal Poodle, and you pulled out like this huge thing of lactate, I was like, could you please be cooler? 
Well, it's either that or things about to get stinky, okay? It's so bad. It makes me so miserable if I forget it. Same. Also, I mean, everything does. My stomach is a sensitive little bitch. Like, um... Uh, coffee, I would say 80% of the time coffee wrecks me, but I live for the 20%. And then what else? Oh, uh, sparkling waters. Love them, but they fuck me up. Yeah, I don't know. Really? Everything. Is it just yeah. the carbonation? Because there's not really anything in sparkling water. Yeah, I know. I don't know. But something comes out. <sighs> I don't know what happens down there. That's that's between my butt and God. I can't with you right now. <sighs> I guess what we're saying is that Shania Twain absolutely holds up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Let's just go back to that. But like even her older songs, like her 90s songs, I feel like all of them were pretty like powerful. They still slap. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't listen to them now and go, ooh, I can't listen to this. I will always listen to those songs. I forgot this was your topic and I recently have just been jamming out to Shania Twain because I still love her. Yeah, she's I know she's amazing. I put on her music this morning, too. <laughs> I'm going to go maybe make myself another sad sandwich and play some jams. Go make yourself a mixtape. Ooh, I miss a good mixtape. Make me a mixtape and then mail it to me. I don't even t- remember when you used to draw on them with Sharpies. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, do that. I loved making a mix CD. I don't think I even have the case. My laptop doesn't even have a CD slot anymore. Like, that's how far past CDs we are. I know, it's sad. Well, figure it out and then send me a mixtape. Or you're homophobic. (laughs) On that note. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Oh, you can find us places. Yeah. You could review, rate, or subscribe probably. That would be nice. We'd appreciate that. Unless you're going to say something mean. Oh, yeah, don't. No, no, no. No, we're already sad. Spread positivity. Yeah, we're not Shania's here. We will be vengeful and mean. And we won't recover. I take things very personally. I still think about how you ruined some of my Barbies, and it makes me angry to this day. (laughs) Follow us on Instagram, at ruiningourchildhoodpod. Send us an email, a nice one, only at ruiningourchildhoodpod at gmail.com. And you can support the show and our Shania Twain concert going by going to our coffee account. That's ko-fi.com slash ruiningourchildhoodpodcast. Visit our website somewhere. It's out there. It will be. Sid is working on it. Yeehaw! Go watch Shania Twain's music videos. They won't let you down. The end. That's it. That's all. The end. This one was only 41 minutes. Do I suck? No. Or are we just not doing our bullshit anymore? reach Sid and Riley. We can't come to the phone right now. So leave a message after the beep. Ruining Our Childhood was filmed in front of a live studio audience. Psych. But it is produced by us, Riley and Cassidy. With music by Joseph Tuna Medish. You can follow us on Instagram at ruiningourchildhoodpod or send us an email at ruiningourchildhoodpod at gmail.com. Support the show through our coffee account ko-fi.com slash ruiningourchildhoodpodcast. Later.